ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ugo. There was a man who was blind. Jesus put clay on his eyes.
kama poswati yeni utimoda usatrada
again those of you who are watching us from faraway places from Koforidia it's a faraway place <laughs> and from Zimbabwe from Zambia Philippines United Kingdom United States Australia you're all very welcome tonight and I believe that in the spirit you are here with us you are seated with us here in the spirit and through the power of technology tonight you are able to experience what we are also experiencing here you're able to enjoy what we're enjoying here and i believe that as the word of god comes to you tonight through your screen and through your speakers the power of god that we will feel here we will experience here is coming to you in your room in your home in your sitting room in your car in your office wherever it is that you are hallelujah Wherever it is that you are, there is no barrier to the Spirit of God. The Bible says that his arm is not short. It's not like the preaching is from Moibi. It cannot reach Zimbabwe. Tonight, wherever you are, the power of God through his word is coming your way. And I'm happy to announce to you that tonight we have a choice servant of the living God in our midst to bring us the word of God, the mind of God, the current revelation of God for our lives. If you are as excited as I am, I want you to stand to your feet wherever you are. If you can, I want you to clap your hands. I want you to shout even if you are alone. And let's welcome to this prophet, the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh God, come on. Make some noise tonight and welcome the servant of God in our midst. Oh, 
give Jesus a louder hand clap tonight. I want to welcome you to God's presence. I want to welcome you to a time of fellowship. I want to welcome you to something we should be doing three times a day. If this was really our lives. But I believe that tonight God has a word a word not a sentence not a phrase not a paragraph but a word for someone and I know that as we hear his voice something happens to us because the Bible says in Luke 8:11 that the word the seed is the word of God and uh, as we open ourselves up to the word of God, it's like seeds are being planted. Every time you hear God's word, a seed is being planted. So expect that in some years to come, there will be great fruits in your life, traceable to the seeds you are about to receive tonight. Father, we thank you. We are grateful for the privilege to hear your word. We ask that you speak to us and minister to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. I want to say a big welcome to the many of you who are on who are online watching from everywhere. I believe that God will speak to you because tonight I am still on the subject of faith and uh, I hope to do some three or more three or four weeks of this and then I will move to something the Lord is guiding me to minister about. Tonight I'm sharing with you two important chapters from this book both of which are short but they contain mighty gems, mighty treasures and mighty blessings for your life. I'm talking tonight about a very important aspect of your faith and that is your faith is your life. Your faith is your life. And the flip side is also true. Your life is your faith. The life you are living shows the faith you have. So if you are living a life of no faith, it means that you have no faith. So we can look at your life and tell whether you are a man or a woman of faith. 
And, and you see, I want to read Habakkuk chapter 2. Because it's a very important starting point. It says, verse 4 of Habakkuk chapter 2. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. By his faith. I think I must have commented, made a comment about this a couple of times in this series. So, I'm just repeating myself by reading this verse that you are living by your faith. And tonight we are saying that your faith is your life. You know, the writer of Hebrews attempted to borrow from Habakkuk but failed. Because he said, now the just shall live by faith. Which is not the same as the prophecy of Habakkuk. The just lives by his faith. And it is very, very important for you as a Christian to understand that in Christ you have a life that is unique. If you are a Christian and you are, you are a twin, your Christian life is different from your twin sister's life. If you are two best friends, your lives are not the same. Two brothers don't have the same life. Two bishops don't have the same life. Two singers don't have the same life. What accounts for the difference is our levels of faith. You may say that, oh, this brother um, is not fornicating. And that brother is fornicating. So the, so the difference is that one likes girls and one doesn't like girls. It's not true. You may be surprised to know that the one who is not fornicating has a stronger desire for girls than this whimsical feeling guy who is just roaming about town. Any difference you encounter between any two Christians is a direct result of their faith. Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now, watch this. Second part. Said, and the life I now live, I you see a couple of eyes. I am crucified. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. The life which I now live. I. So I, 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 I. Because your Christian life is really your life. You are not living for somebody. And, so, and the life I now live. I live by the faith 
of the son of God who loved me and gave himself. That is, the life I'm living, I'm living it by my faith in Jesus. It is your faith that is determining a lot of things about you. Your faith. Your, your, your faith is your life. Not your Bible, scripture, totem life. Not the things you say. You are doing which you are not doing. Your, your, your faith life is your Christian life. But you see, many Christians don't believe this. Because there are many things the Bible says which we don't believe. I mean, we have turned a blind eye to a couple of things in the Bible and are managing to force and bulldoze our Christian lives through obvious barriers. Places the word of God stops us from passing, we are able to bulldoze our way. For instance, John says that if a man says he loves his brother, or if a man says he loves God and hates his brother, I mean, how is it possible? How can you, how can the love of God be in you? You say you love God, but you hate your brother. John calls you a liar. You are actually a liar. But many of us don't believe it. We have have managed to hate ourselves and still profess love for God. Yes, that's today's Christian. To hell with what the Bible says. John can go to hell. I say I love God. I, I, I hate you, but I love God. You see Christians who don't like, who hate others, but they say they love God. And John is saying that you are a liar. But we are saying that I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. I'm a church elder. I'm a reverend. I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a giver. For instance, when I mentioned Christian, I remember Malachi 3 says that anybody who doesn't give offerings is a thief. Any Christian who doesn't pay tithes is a thief. I mean, you are not just when I say thief, there are different types. You know, like you steal a pencil, your friend's eraser, or some, you know. But the Bible uses not just thief, but you are a robber. Will a man rob, which is a stronger word. But we, we, are, we, we, we live in the church and we don't believe that we are actually robbing God. And he says, he says you are cursed. But many people who don't pay tithes don't believe they are cursed. They don't believe it. Many of you watching don't pay tithes. But when you are talking about people who are cursed, you don't add yourself. You are just casually browsing through life unaware that you are, you are, you are laboring under a weight of curses which have come neither from your ancestors or from your grandmother. But your lifestyle you have chosen to live is what is injecting and infusing Curses upon you. That's the Bible. It says you are cursed with a curse. But we don't believe it. So, 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 so today, I'm just saying that once again, let us not have that attitude. 
towards this verse. Don't. Maybe you are paying your tithes. You are not paying tithes, but you are refusing to believe that there's a curse on your life. You have money to convince yourself. There are many things we have managed, we have successfully convinced ourselves about. Many things. Time will fail me to go through it. Many things. But I'm just saying that this matter, that your faith is your life. If you believe this, you will pray like the disciples prayed to Christ and said, increase our faith. But you don't believe it. You believe that your life is your money. Or your academic background is your life. But tonight, the Bible says that the just, he lives by faith. He lives by faith. You see, you may not know, tonight I want to tell you that when you die and you are being judged by God, your faith life you have lived will come up. When you die and you are before God being judged, your faith life will come up. Your, 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 your life. You see, I'm saying that when you die and you stand before God, Apart from your fornication and your tithing and your outreach and your forgiveness and your drinking and your insulting of pastors will come up. One of the big things, actually, actually, what will eventually lead you into heaven or hell is your faith life. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Verse 21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over much. Now, now, our problem as English people or people who speak English is that we think that the word there, faithful, means loyal. Unchanging. But that word doesn't mean loyal. That word there doesn't mean loyal. The Greek is pistos. Which means Trusting. Pistos. It means believing. Another meaning of pistos is confiding. It, that word has very little to do with like faithful. This girl is very faithful. She, she remained faithful to the job. The man was faithful to his wife, or he was a dog. It's, a, it's, it's not loyal. That word there, pistos, is not loyal. Pistos is believing. <laughs> so on that day, I tell you, you will enter heaven. He said, Let me read the, the, 
the words of Jesus. He said, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. These are the words that are going to be spoken to you. Eventually, whether you will enter into outer darkness or not depends on, the, on your pistos level. The word faith is pistos. Faithful is pistos. Believing, trusting, and being confident in. It's not, it's not faithful. It's not loyal. So if this is what is going to eventually lead your entry into heaven, then you better live it well. You better build it well. That is why Galatians 2, Paul said, he said, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. Galatians 2.20 And Bishop says, all through the scripture, it is clear that the life you live is the real revelation of your faith life, faith level. A person who throws himself into full-time business and occasionally gives an offering is at a certain level of faith. Another person throws himself into full-time business and regularly pays tithes. It reveals yet a higher level of faith. Many people think to have faith is simply to confess that they possess many earthly possessions. This is a warped and perverted understanding of what faith is. Faith is your life. The life you live is the faith you have. And we are saying tonight that this word faithful, you must have 10 over 10 in that word before you are allowed in. Before you enter into the joy of the Lord, you must have that word. You see, as I go on, you see that. So if you live your life out as a missionary in a foreign country, it is because of the faith you have. So you see, you are living a life, but it's because of the faith you have. Because you believe that eternity will reward you for more than Far more than any temporary rewards on this earth. If you live a life of doing earthly politics, it is because of your faith in politics and human achievements. If you live your life out as a businessman, it's because of your faith in money and earthly achievements. Your life you are living reveals your faith. And by this time, I expect some of you to begin to give yourself marks. Whether you are making it to heaven or not. What you do with your life reveals what you really believe in. Really, 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 really. And you see that as we are around as Christians, we believe differently. How we believe things. You give the same instruction. Some will, somebody will believe it up to 40%. Somebody will believe it up to 80% and this is how our faith life is. If you continue to quarrel and harbor grudges 
It is because of your beliefs in the way to rectify things. That to you, quarreling is the way to solve problems. Your ability to forgive and leave things to God reveals how much you believe in God and his word. So, as we live our day-to-day life, you see that there's a brother who is into quarreling, there's a sister who is not into forgiving. It is all by the, the differences in our faith. Why? Because your faith is your life. Your faith is your life. Your whole life is an expression of your faith in God. If you live your life singing secular music to secular audiences, it is because of your beliefs. The life you live is an expression of your faith. That's why Apostle Paul said, the life I now live, I live it by the faith of the Son of God. My dear friend, since your life is your faith and your faith is a major determinant in, in, your, in, your, in your being admitted to heaven, I suggest to you today that you begin to live a life that makes you trust God. Don't embrace a life that doesn't make you have faith in God. You must live a life that forces you to have faith. You must live a life that, that, that helps you to build your faith. A life that makes you depend on God. A life that makes you depend on God. When you are a pastor and you are okay with the few members you have or the many members you have and you don't have a desire for something bigger, you are not exercising faith. And, and since there is no faith at that level, it means there is no life in God at that level. A lot of us are not living any life in God because there is nothing you are believing God for. Yes. And, and the 28.7% of those who are believing God for something are believing God for their wives for their husbands, for their beloveds, for their jobs, for what to eat, for what to drink. And the Jesus said, this is how the unbelievers express their faith. But you, your faith should be used to believe in kingdom things. Believe in kingdom things. That you have got 10 members, but you are believing God to have 50 members. Not to have three sets when you have got one set. Any faith... Any faith that believes God for what to eat, what to drink, what to wear, is bogus faith. It's not faith. Because unbelievers have that also. Unbelievers have it. Go to Matthew 6, you'll see it there. That's how the Gentiles live their lives. I have nothing, but I mean, if you don't have accommodation, who should you believe? Who should you trust God for? It should be God. If I don't have clothes, who should I believe to have clothes? I should believe God. I can't go and believe in River Pra or believe in some fetish priest. If I need money, if I need a job, I must believe in God. But I'm saying in English that believing in God 
for these things which are not wrong in themselves. It's not the life of faith God expects of you. Your faith should be in the kingdom. In kingdom business. In kingdom business. That's why I said seek first. To see, to seek. If I'm standing here now looking for, for, for my iPad or looking for a phone. It means that for every turn and for every strain I put on my eyeball muscles. I have faith that I will see the phone. I have faith that I will see the money. I have faith that I will see my wife. I have faith that I will see my kids. And we are saying that don't strain your spirituality on such things. On such things. It's time for us to believe that we will go to heaven. It's time for you to believe that you can memorize Bible verses. It's time for you to believe that a soul will be saved. It's time. I I mean, I'm, I'm doing a certain work now with somebody. I mean, it's one of the most difficult jobs I've ever encountered. But this evening, we're laughing with each other and saying that it will work. We have faith. We believe and we truly believe that one day, one day, there'll be a breakthrough for us. I have no problem with you believing God to have sperms. If your sperm count is low. But if that's all you are believing God for, then you are a downright unbeliever. Yes, even thieves, they pray before they go and steal. I pray today that your heart, the axis of your heart, will tilt towards kingdom business. Do you hear me? I said, I pray today that the axis of your heart will tilt towards kingdom business. I pray. I pray that somebody listening to me will begin to find something to believe God for. Yes. As we believe God for a job, for our pregnancies, our children to pass their exams, for protection, for, for healing, and for health. Let us as believers, it's about you, seek ye first. I want to ask you, is it possible that in the church you are in, it's only your pastor who believes, who is believing God for the church to grow? Is it possible that it's only your pastor? You, you, you are even a center leader. You don't even believe, you're not believing God that the new converts in your center will be established, but you are believing God that you have your wedding this December. Your faith in God is your life. May you find something to believe in. I said, may you find something. That's why I'm saying that, you see, whether you are a rich Christian or a pretty girl should not stop you from believing God. There is a lot in the kingdom to believe. There are towns untouched by the gospel. There are families untouched by the gospel. There are lives untouched by the gospel. And God is believing that we as Christians will rise up and look at areas and say, Lord, like Joshua said, give me this mountain. This area is full of idols. But I want to believe, not, not, not to believe God to secure ourselves. Today's Christian is, 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 is in a self-preserving mode, convenience mode, like easy mode. But Amos 6 1 says that woe to those. Woe to those. Who are at ease in Zion. I want to end with a short chapter which says 
Your faith is your attitude. Your faith is your attitude. So we have learned tonight that your faith is your life. And we are living with this one also. That your faith is your attitude. Attitude. Some of us have got stinking attitudes. And we see it in the Bible. You're not alone. You believe nothing. When we see your attitude, we can't even talk to you about important things. But in Genesis 18 verse 11, Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being also old also. And the Lord said to Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I of a shorty bear a child, which I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time I pointed, I'll return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a, shall, shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And tonight, as we end, I want to ask you are a, I want to ask, are you, are you a man of faith? On that day, God is looking. The people who will enter into the rest of God are people who are faithful. <laughs> faithful. If you are not faithful, you are a bad nut. So the word good was applied to those who were faithful. Because everything boils down to your faith. And one of the expressions, and this one, and just some three minutes exegesis, I want to give to somebody who is looking for a friend, a beloved, a business partner, a soul winning partner. Watch out for people's attitudes. Watch out. Watch out for their attitudes towards you. Yes. Never beg anybody to have a good attitude towards you. Anybody who cannot garner a good attitude towards you can leave your friend, your presence. Can go away. Don't bring people who don't believe in you around you. And don't accommodate people who don't believe in the God you believe in. Watch their attitude towards God. Fly away like a bird. From somebody you know who doesn't pay tithes. 
not knowing that God looked. See, he, I, I'm surprised. He didn't say, I told you to, I, I said you were going to have a child and you guys were not having sex. I've been observing you for the, for the past two weeks. Nothing is happening because you've lived for about 30 years without having sex. I mean, if you are 90 something, I mean, really, 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 you know, really. Fine protocol will not allow us to, to, to analyze attitudes. Really. I was thinking God would say that I've been looking at you, you've not bought a cot. You've not bought anything. But he said, you laughed. Yes. Your laughter, your scorn, reveals your attitude towards God's word. He gave a word. He said, you are going to have a child. (laughs) And it's very important for you as a Christian to watch out, look around for people's attitudes towards ministry. You see, somebody you are going to marry, the person's attitude. See, attitude, attitude, attitude. It's more of attitude than what we are looking for from you. I'll take it again, baby. I said, it's more of attitude than what we want from you. It's more of your attitude than your money. God came to this same Abraham and told him, kill your son, Isaac. Your only begotten son, Isaac. Not knowing that God wasn't looking for Isaac, but he was looking for Abraham's attitude. Attitude. You may never be a missionary. But we are watching out for your attitude towards missions. Your beloved may never be a lady pastor. But watch out for her attitude towards ministers, ministry, the call of God, the work of God, the church. Anybody who is indifferent. You see, and I will say to you tonight. You see, some of you. Your evil is that you don't know yourself. That's your evil. You don't know yourself. I'll tell you something before we close. I'll read something and we close. One of the ways to know yourself is to know the person you have glued yourself to. That is you. Don't, don't, don't come and present yourself like, I'm not like that. Oh, he, she is like that. She changed. Or oh, he's. No, that is you. Can any two work together except they be agreed? That attitude maybe hadn't shown up in you, but you are, you are not correct. You are not correct. Of course, everything has an exception. Everything in the Bible. Always, there's an exception. Even the shoe bread was not to be touched by anybody. But when David went to fight and he came and there was no bread, he entered the, 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 the cathedral and there, there was bread on the thing. He said, ah, Charlie, open up. There is bread. Yeah, this, this, this one, they quoted Numbers, Exodus 14, Numbers, Leviticus 14, 16, 16, 32. And hey, my friend, Charlie, please ask God whether I can eat. He asked God, God said, Charlie, clear it. Clear the bread. <laughs> Exception. <laughs> Exception. Yeah. You may be an exception. 
you may be an exception. Or somebody you know may be an exception. But I'm talking about attitudes of people. Re- be a reader of people's attitudes. Discern it. Be a master at discerning people's attitude towards you. Towards the things you believe. When you are speaking about things, watch people's faces. Of course, don't make comments about everything you see. But register them on your mind. That this person is like this. And you see, it's just a matter of time. If you laugh and scorn at something, it shows your low level of respect for it. If you mock me, you do not respect me. And you do not believe in me. If you sit up and honor me, it shows you believe that I'm a man of God. I'm reading in English. When Sarah laughed at the word of God that came to her, it showed her lack of belief. God noticed her attitude when she was spoken to. God notices your attitude. Without faith, you cannot please God. Without a good attitude, you cannot please God. We need people. Is it not, is it not wonderful that 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 12 people were sent to the same town. But by the time they were returning, two had a totally different attitude from 10 of them. They saw the same thing. They ate the same thing. They were hidden in the same place. They, 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 they handled the same thing. But when they returned, two people. So it is not what you are seeing. It is the attitude you have. Yeah, your attitude is dark. Your attitude is pessimistic. Your attitude is negative. I repeat myself because I'm, I'm ending. So I should repeat myself. It is not what you are seeing. The way you are behaving has nothing to do with the people there. Because somebody has seen the same thing and says we can do it. So your, your we cannot do must come from another spirit. If you're a pastor in a church, watch the attitude of the leaders under you. If you're a GSO, watch the attitude of the center leaders and the pastor. Don't, 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 don't try fall with attitudes. It reveals a lot of things about people. And since we are not living for 600 years, and our lives are just 65, 70, and 28 years, you better maximize your time. And when you pick one, remove the person from your life. Out! out. Be where you are. I'm also where I am. I said, be where you are. I'm also where I am. Yes. As demon possessed pastors are writing about the church, writing vile, incendiary remarks about the church. Some of you in the church believe such things. You sit in your house with your husband, you read, you discuss, you mention names, and you wipe your mouth and come and sit in the church as if you are one of us. But the attitude is spiritual. It's spiritual. We feel it. Your indifference is not because you are old. Your indifference is not because you are busy. Your indifference is not because you are now a, 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 an MD. Your indifference is an evil spirit which has entered you. And I'm praying that God, by some miracle, will remove you from our midst because you are a spot. You are a spot. 
Let something clear you. If you don't believe in the church we believe in, go where you are and leave us to believe what we believe in. If you don't believe in my pastor, your pastor, clear away. Who is forcing you? And I'm asking those of you, who is forcing you? Why are you here? What are you doing here? Get away from here. What do you want here? No matter what you do. This one, I had my quiet time. Normally, I make notes when I have my quiet time. But today, the first time in 40 years, I didn't make a note. I rather look for an emoji of fear or, or shock. Because as you walk about, you will find people with rotten attitudes. And you as a Christian ought to understand that God is doing something with your life. And if you don't sit up, Numbers, I said numbers. Deuteronomy chapter 1. When God brought the, Is- the Israelites from Egypt, secure them. Some of you, your pastor, your pastor who has preached to you, who has blessed you, pr- prayed for your children, done your outdooring, blessed your marriage. Today, you can stand in your house and join demon-possessed people to, 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 to ridicule your pastor. But you see, your time will come. When you are writing an exam and you see a question you have seen before, you relax. Your life it's a question we've seen before. We've seen your type before. We've seen. You, you just relax because you know, you even know the answer. You know the answer. So as you are working, you are working towards whatever. Nothing happening is a surprise to anybody. A wee smoker who has read his Bible can predict the future of some people. A wee smoker who doesn't read his Bible. Yes. Because... You, you, who has been around yes. because you will learn soon that when you are dealing with your father and your mother and I'm talking to somebody here when you are dealing with your father or your mother it's not about whether he has done right or wrong we are, we, we are, we are, there's no scripture that tells us to honor our good fathers or our bad, bad fathers so even our fathers who are drunkards we honor them we honor them. That's Bible English. I couldn't believe it. Said, so notwithstanding, ye would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God. And ye murmured in your tents. Have you heard it there? Yes. 
Deuteronomy 21 verse 20, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 27. You murmured in your tents. Yeah, people, don't, don't, don't trust the faces you see outside. Don't trust the faces you see outside. Don't trust the faces you see in church. I don't trust your face. I don't trust your face. There's a picture. If I had known what I was going to preach about in a certain way, I would have given the, the picture to the people to put it on the, on the uh, online for you to see. It's an interesting picture. It's one picture of many pictures which, which depict life in many ways. And there's, there's no writing on it. It's just a picture. But one of the pictures is a wardrobe. And you know clothes hang in wardrobes. But this wardrobe doesn't have clothes. It has faces. 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 So in the morning, you just go and pick one. If you are going to church, if you are going to see your bishop, then you pick one. You just, just like you pick a shirt and wear. Some of you, you wear faces. Your face is a worn face when we know you. Your face is a worn face. We know you. You murmured in your tents and said, because the, listen, listen to their, their, how their mind works. Said, because the Lord hated us, he has brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. The God who worked miracles and plagues and so on but we opened the Red Sea. It, it, it rained. It rained meat and bread. That was their mind. He hated us. One day, somebody, a church member went somewhere. And another church member had been to that place. And had gone to say some things about me towards somebody. And heard it in the place. I couldn't believe my ears. Said this person is saying what? Wow! It's amazing how people can actually say the opposites. The opposites. I mean, can you believe that God sending Moses To deliver them from slavery, the plagues. Wow! That he really hated them. That was why he sent Moses to take them out of Egypt. Wow! But some people had that mind. And he said he brought us out to deliver us to the Amorites to destroy us. I'm talking about attitude. And God is not the only one watching Sarah's laughter. You also, you also should watch people's laughter towards you, towards what you believe. And always have a mind that faces are like clothes people wear. The church is quiet today. I was expecting shouting. God is watching your attitude. God is watching you closely. He notices the expression on your face. He notices your attentiveness and alertness. I said, turn off your phones and shut up, shut your iPads up. It's an attitude. 
he notices your uh, attentiveness and alertness when he's speaking. He notices your amen. He notices the loudness of your amen and the fervency of your responses. He notices when you sleep in the midst of his amazing, amazing ancient words of power. Your attitude truly shows your faith. Faith is a very important thing. Keep building your faith. Your faith will really help you. Faith is your secret weapon. Faith comes by hearing. The more you listen to preaching, the more you hear the word, the more your faith is built up. Keep developing your faith by listening even more to preaching and teaching. Have a good attitude towards the Bible. Have a good attitude. Have a good attitude towards the preaching of the word. Have a good attitude towards every word from the Holy Spirit. Do not scorn at God's calling for your life. Have faith in God. Without faith, you cannot please God. To have faith in God means to have a good attitude. Clap your hands for Jesus. Tonight, I'm saying to you that your attitude is under scrutiny. God is watching your attitude. Even when he gives you something to do, can you do this? I can't do, but I can do this. It's, it's, It's an attitude. I've got people who said to me that I want to be this. I want to be a shepherd. I called them as I said, "Don't be, don't." I, if sometimes when we have camps, I tell some people, "Don't attend the camp. Sleep at home." You know, God is not looking for much from us. Yeah. By your attitude, He's watching you. I thought that He really needed Isaac's blood. Not knowing that he, he He needed Abraham's attitude. He was going to promote him. And needed to know what type of person he was before lavishing prophetic words on him. And somebody watching me, you are at your crossroads. You are standing at a junction. To turn left or to turn right. But I tell you, when God comes to you to direct you, he will watch your attitude. I'll tell pastors, watch your attitudes. Watch your attitude. Your attitude must be positive. Yes. Have a positive attitude. When we say next Sunday, we are having swollen Sunday, your attitude must be positive. Don't speak in your tent and come out and smile. We know you already. You know, I I thank God that uh, uh, he, he he, he has given me an eye. He has opened my eyes. So me, before I come to the church, I've already seen visions. Oh yes, I see visions. I see, I, I have dreams and visions. The few people I don't see, they themselves report themselves. But most of them, I see them. I see them. I know who they are. But I will never mention you. I will never in a thousand years tell you what I know about you. Never. The few I don't see, they themselves call. A few days ago, I had a call. Which was a similar call to a call I had had about 15 years ago. Yes, I was in a church. 
and a member was insulting me to somebody. I don't know, by his phone dialed my number. I was driving from Cape Coast. I was around Bawe. I said, hello, 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 hi. I mentioned his name. Opoman, how? He wasn't listening to me because he wasn't with the phone. An angel had pressed my number. It will be 10 minutes. I was, I was driving with my left and listening with my, with my right. I couldn't believe the words. A similar one. That, that, that one is audio vision. <laughs> you must be afraid of a man. You see, when Moses was addressing Dathan and Korah and Abiram, what he said really was that God is going to do something. When he does it, and I, and I want you to note what he said, you will know that he sent me to do, I, was, I, thought, I thought he was going to say that you will know that I'm a man of God or I'm anointed. No. He said, you, you will know that God sent me here. That, that is like, like, I'm not here because I, 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 I worked my way out here. That, said, that you will know that the Lord sent me to lead you. If you are in the UD, have a good attitude about the UD. Have faith in the UD. Have faith in Bishop that God knows. Have faith in your church. Don't join those who are in the underground church. Quibbling and making snide remarks about the church. Don't join them. They are only receiving curses by the day. And a curse is not removing your clothes and walking in town. In fact, some curses will never express themselves in your lifetime. But it has already eaten the timber and the stones in your house. Can you stand to your feet and let's close. are clapping, clap well. I'm watching how you are clapping. I'm watching how you are clapping. Clap well. Don't come and twiddle your thumb. It's not nice. If you don't like the preaching, then leave the hall. Leave the hall and let us be here and be happy. What nonsense is that? I'm watching everybody who's clapping or not clapping. Yes, you can now stop clapping. I said stop. If you are clapping, you also knock at the person. <laughs> Lift your hands and bless God. Thank Him for the word you've heard tonight. Attitude. Your faith is your life. Watch out for attitude. Pastors, center leaders, watch out for attitudes. Minister shepherds, watch out for attitudes. Leaders, basanta leaders, watch out for the attitudes, especially of the leaders under you. Watch out for attitude. Read faces. Read faces. Read loyalty and disloyalty and see how to read. Makatuma Lababa Sata. Rema Moshaka Tababa Mahandakaba. If you can lift your hands, God will be happy with you and pray for your life. That he will have mercy on you. That he will touch your life. That he will help you. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. We are grateful for the blessing we've had tonight. We say, touch our lives. Let your will be done in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, if you are here, you are not born again. You are in this meeting. I tell you, you, may, you, you should be afraid. Your attitude, if you are not born again, should be that of fear. That if you were to die right now, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? What is your destination? Are you going up or you are descending? So if you are here, you want me to pray with you to be born again. Lift your two hands and let me pray with you. Say, Heavenly Father. Oh, say, Heavenly Father. I thank you for today. I, re- I realize that I'm a sinner. I realize that I'm far from you. Today, I surrender my life to you. I ask you to please wash me, to please cleanse me, and receive me as your child. Receive me as your own. Oh, Jesus, today, we ask that you receive me. I ask that you receive me. Wash my sins and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen.